Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry. Really excited about today's topic. I always am because we take great care in choosing our topics and our guests, making sure we're hitting on relevant stuff that you can use right now. And so today we're talking conversion rate optimization. We're talking about things like page takeovers and exit pops and all kinds of fun stuff to turn those visitors into customers for your e-commerce store. This episode of the e-commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by OMG Commerce. Hey, that's my company. Uh, OMG Commerce is the primary underwriter of the e-commerce evolution podcast, and we're excited to do that, excited to bring this content to you. A quick offer from OMG Commerce. We are a Google Premier Partner. So we're in the top 3% of all Google partners, one of the fastest growing in the world last year. Uh, if you would like a second set of eyes on your Google campaigns, whether that's Google Shopping, Search, YouTube, Remarketing, or the like, we would love to talk to you. Love to schedule a strategy session. Love to look at your campaigns and provide ideas for improvement. Also, Amazon. We would love to talk to you about your Amazon ad strategy and have an Amazon audit for you, uh, complimentary for listeners of the e-commerce evolution podcast. Our Amazon department is led by Mr. Chris Tyler to find out more about the way we approach Amazon campaigns. Go back and check out episode 39 as we do a deep dive and look at Amazon advertising. But we would love to help you with either of those traffic sources. And so if you're interested, go to omgcommerce.com, click on any of the services, and there's a quick form to fill out right there. And now back to the show. My guest today is the director of marketing for Hello Bar, which is, I know, a favorite tool for a lot of you that uh, listen to this podcast. And so uh, I'd like to welcome to the show Miss Lindsay Mirando from, uh, she's the director of marketing for Hello Bar. So Lindsay, welcome to the show. How's it going? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me, Brett. Good, good. And and I just had a, a thought though. Did I, did I just butcher your last name? Did I just say it wrong? Oh, it's okay. For the first like year I was married, I didn't know how to say it either. So... <laughs> So just to clear the record so that everyone knows, how do you say your last name? Uh, Miranda. Miranda. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> we even practiced. We even practiced it before the show and I messed it up. So uh, anyway, uh, Lindsay, thanks for coming on. Really excited to have you here. And so let's let's kind of dive in. We're going to talk about conversion rate optimization and lead magnets and page takeovers and all kinds of awesome stuff. Before we do that, uh, give us your quick background. How did you end up in marketing and how did you end up at Hello Bar? Yeah, great question. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, how I ended up marketing was really by chance. I was in college and all I knew was that I really liked to talk to people and I didn't know how that would play out. So I found a random job doing marketing at a bar and restaurant in Southern California. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that kind of how it usually works though? It's like, you know, if you, if you grew up to be a doctor or a lawyer, that was the plan, right? That was the yeah. plan from the get-go. If you end up in marketing like us, it was like, well, just something happened. I don't know. I, would just, I ended up here. I like it. So here we go. Totally. That was exactly how it was. So it was like 2003, I think. And I was collecting email addresses at Monday Night Football at a bar and restaurant, trying to figure out how to do my spiel so people would sign up um, long before <laughs> lead magnets and opt-ins and everything. So yeah, that's nice. how I ended up and and kind of progressed from you, there. You were you were the hello bar at that time. Yeah, like you were I, you were the in person hello bar at the bar. So that's great. That, yeah, yeah it's very and, meta. 
Ironically, it was before um, email opt-outs were around. So we had this very antiquated system where I'd input thousands of email addresses. And then when they would bounce back or say unsubscribe, I had to manually do it. So that's <laughs> how far we've come. Oh, in this. man. But yeah, over the years, I've uh, been in marketing now for, gosh, almost 15, 16 years. And um, I knew of Hello Bar. I had used it. I knew of Neil, who is one of our co-founders, Neil Patel. And um, I was really looking for a startup slash environment where I could uh, just be a part of everything every day and be on the cutting edge of technology. So when I saw the posting for Hello Bar and met with the team, I was like, this is where I want to be. And yeah, I've been there for a year or here for a year and a half. So it's been wonderful. That's that's awesome. So I want to dive into this topic. And and I was intrigued, you know, my good buddy, Jared Mitchell, uh, introduced us and said, hey, you need to talk to Lindsay, have her on the podcast. And, and as we were talking, I was really impressed with the way you approach conversion rate optimization and just all the topics we'll look at today. Uh, because I think there there may be some people in the in the SaaS world that would just say, hey, we have a tool, just go use the tool, right? But you guys think about this strategically and you think about how do you leverage this tool to achieve real business goals and objectives? And so all of this really is about conversion rate optimization, right? Whether it's an immediate conversion or whether it's someone that signs up on the email list and converts later, it's all conversion rate optimization. So how do you guys approach conversion rate optimization? What, what do you do first? What do you look at first? And then we'll get into some technical stuff here in a bit. Yeah, for sure. And and you're totally right. And I, I love that you mentioned that and, and we had chatted about that. And so how we per approach conversion rate optimization is um, first and foremost, if we're looking at a website, uh, let's say of a client, um, we look at the overall big picture. We look at what's happening on that site. What are the top pages that people are going to? What are the highest traffic pages? What's the goal um, do you want to collect more email addresses? Do you want to send people directly to a sale? Um, and we also look at where the traffic is coming from. Because if someone has just solely paid traffic, that's going to be a very different audience that lands on a website than somebody that has organic traffic um, or referral traffic or something. So we really look at the overall picture, what's happening on the site, what the ultimate goal is, and then we work backwards and create the offer and the steps from there. So if we know that the goal is to collect more email addresses, then we look at where are the opportunities to collect the email addresses, test pop-ups and stuff, which we'll get into more later on those. And then from there, um, you know, work backwards, keep iterating, iterating. So, but the big picture is really looking, diving into Google Analytics, what's happening on this client site, where's the traffic coming from, what's their ultimate goal and who's their ideal client and really mapping out the journey. Um, and that gets missed a ton, right? Because pop-ups are a lot of times like an afterthought, like, oh, okay, I've got the site now, everything's good to go, I'll just throw something up that says join yep. my newsletter. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's what happens a lot. You know, I'm in a couple of phenomenal uh, e-commerce mastermind groups, but I think there's also the tendency where you hear that this other successful seller in the mastermind group is using this tool. So I'm going to use that tool too. And then, oh, this tool is great. I'm going to use that as well. And, and if we're not careful, we kind of get a hodgepodge of tools going. Uh, and, and if we're not thinking about it strategically, are they really working together? Uh, are we really achieving what we want to achieve? And, and so I, I like, I love the fact that you start with data, look at the ideal customer. How is that customer behaving? What does that customer want? 
And then what does the business want? Like what, what is our objective at this point in the relationship? Is it an email address or is it getting them to take the next step or, or do something? And so uh, excited to dive into the, the nuances there. Um, I really enjoyed it in, in our pre-show chat. We talked about Cord Buddy and, and some of the, the things that they use and some of the ways you guys have helped them. So if you could explain who Cord Buddy is and how they're using some of these tools. So Travis, the owner of Cord Buddy, he was on Shark Tank um, and he invented this really amazing tool that basically teaches people how to play guitar. Um, it's a clip on, you put it on the guitar and while he was on Shark Tank, uh, he showed the guys on there how quickly they could learn how to play a song and they were just blown away. So after he he won and, and you know, got all of the product out there, he was getting a ton of organic traffic to his site. And they were coming because they knew him. They knew him on Shark yeah, Tank. That's like the Shark Tank effect, right? If you're not, if you're not careful, uh, the traffic will, will break your site. And we actually have a, a good client who was on Shark Tank and and their old WooCommerce site was not quite ready. And it, and it did shut shut them down for, for a bit. I think better part of a day, if I remember right. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, right? So you get on there and people, and with him, people really resonated with his story because um, he had been a guitar teacher for so long. He knew how frustrated people got and they gave up on the guitar process. And that's why when his daughter was about to give up on guitar, he she said to him, dad, will you invent that magic tool you always told me about? And so he tells this story right on Shark Tank and people are just like, oh my gosh, this guy's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So he had all this traffic coming to his site. But one of the things is he wasn't really utilizing, um, he, he was having trouble utilizing the traffic. He wasn't collecting email addresses. He didn't have any sort of site assets, pop-ups, things of that sort. So when he came to us, you know, the main goal was really to leverage the traffic that he had um, and increase the e-commerce sales. So again, same kind of situation. We looked at his Google Analytics, saw there was a few high traffic pages that people were going to. He had a blog article that was um, teaching you how to play guitar, I think in 30 days or something. And that got a ton of traffic. He had a shop page, um, his homepage, and, and then the specific product page because people were looking for that cord, but even though there was a ton of other products on there. So we really looked at those pages and looked at the behavior. What were people doing on those pages? And we found um, for the blog, um, people were staying a while, uh, for the other pages, the shop pages, they were exiting. Uh, so knowing that our goal was to increase revenue on the e-commerce side, what we did is we put together a page takeover, which basically takes over the entire page. Um, we used the brand recognition of Shark Tank, um, and really just did something simple, a 10%, uh, savings on, on the product. But originally we did it with an email collection. So it said, get your 10% savings enter your email address here. And what I noticed is I didn't see the boost that I wanted to see. I didn't see the e-commerce, you know, driving as high as I wanted to see. So I did one simple shift. I made it so that nobody had to put their email address in. It was a click goal, meaning that they click the button, it goes to the page and you add the discount code in directly. Nice, nice. Increase conversions by 50%. So it wow. shows you how much one thing can shift by literally just taking a step out of it. And, you know, that was an example of someone we already knew the people knew him. They were coming to him ready to buy because they saw the product on Core Buddy. So offering a savings was a great way to do it because yep. they were already ready to buy. They weren't yep. like new yep. to the Yeah, then that's phenomenal. And and it's one of those things where, you know, when someone gets to that product detail page, it is likely that they're either going to buy or exit, right? Because there's not a whole lot deeper they can go. They either start the checkout process or or they bail. Um, and so, so you might be tempted just to think, well, 
we're getting what we're going to get, right? Because that's what they're going to do. They're either going to exit or they're going to buy. Uh, but we have to remember human nature, right? Someone may have seen uh, Cord Buddy on Shark Tank and seen the story, and then they, they went to the product detail, detail page and they thought, this is great. But there's still like that something that's maybe holding you back. Should I spend the money? You know, will my wife or husband or whoever get angry if I buy this? But then that that little 10% discount can be enough to nudge someone and push them over the edge and then, and then they buy. So 50% conversion rate improvement. That's awesome. So so talk through, and we'll, we'll get into more details on the tools kind of as we go, but but why the page takeover? Why not a pop-up? Why not an exit pop? Uh, why the page takeover in this case? Yeah. So, and this is an interesting thing. It's so funny. We we're just having a conversation around this, but um, the page takeover we found through extensive testing on Neil's site, our site, and our client's site that it works far better than the modal in the middle of the screen. And in fact, there was a ton of research done about it last year and users said that they found it less intrusive than the modal in the middle of the screen, which is ironic, right? Because you think it took over the entire page. You would think that that would be more intrusive. Um, but it found through research a ton that it just works and it's not being used. Interesting. Is the uh, on the page takeover? So, I'm, and I'm assuming you can maybe adjust this, but the like the X to close out of that to get rid of that is that pretty conspicuous and easy to find? It's easy to find. And in fact, that's one of the things that Neil always says is you need to make it easy to find. We're not looking to trap people or looking. Exactly. Because then they just get mad. They're not going to convert. They're just going to get mad at you. Exactly. And yeah. and the funny thing with all like the page takeover is you can choose to have it on exit. You can choose to have it 10, 30, 60 seconds. Um, so that's what we were actually talking about. Like when we use the term, we're like an exit intent works really well, but really what an exit intent is, you can have a modal as an exit intent, a page takeover as an exit intent. So it's kind of funny. We realize what really works is a page takeover upon exit. So <laughs> Interesting. And, and so what's fascinating there is both of those data points are are phenomenal. So the first one is it it works better, better conversions with the page takeover. But the fact that users feel it's less intrusive or less annoying than the other kind of exit pop, super instructive. Well, okay. So yeah. less lesson one, test the page takeover. Nice. Yeah. Um, good. Any other, I'm trying to remember, was there anything else that you did for Cord Buddy? Any other examples there? Yeah, we did, you know, on the blog post, we actually did a content upgrade. Um, so that's kind of another unique feature. Um, it's still in beta testing on our end, but uh, basically a content upgrade is you can embed it into a blog post and it's just a little block of text that's like, download this free checklist and guide. Uh, and so that worked really well. I think we got around like a seven or 8% conversion rate um, because we basically just picked the blog post that had the ton of traffic we didn't focus on putting it everywhere. And that's kind of our testing philosophy. You don't actually have to put things everywhere. You don't have to have a hundred, you know, site assets. It's around identifying the key areas that are opportunities. And that's really the areas that have the ton of traffic. Um, so we did that and the content upgrade and did a little guide on how to learn how to play guitar in 30 days or less and not converted really well as well. Um, so we just kind of did the combination of the two. And, and now that we've got um, a test that works, we just keep modifying it. So we always just try to beat our, beat our, conversion rate um, yeah. and iterating. And, and something that, that that I think people may miss if we don't talk about it a little bit is the way you crafted the offer, right? So, so if I'm on the blog and I'm looking at tips on how to play the guitar and whatnot, I'm really there to learn, right? I've indicated by the fact that I'm on the blog that I want to consume content and I want to learn. So the offer there is get the checklist, get the guide, get more information. We can help you even more if you get this, this resource. If I'm on the product detail page, you know, that, that's like 
close to buying. Now let's give an offer, a buy now offer, which is very appropriate um, at that step of the journey. So I love the way you guys map that out. That's awesome. Yeah, we're totally right on that. <laughs> good, good. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit. Oh, and I wanted to tell just a quick, interesting story because uh, because the the Shark Tank and Cord Buddy made me think of this. Did you ever see the viral video? Instagram husbands, does that ring a bell at all? It does because my husband was telling me about it, like about the guys taking snapshots of their wives. Like yeah, the yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so it's amazing. So the, the the group that made that is actually in my hometown, Springfield, Missouri, very random. So it was all shot here in Springfield. And so um, it got picked up by Mashable and like Nicki Minaj tweeted about it and so did Ashton Kutcher and several other people. And so it, it ballooned from nothing to like 7 million views or whatever. But kind of in the middle of that, uh, a buddy of mine ran into Jeff Houghton, the guy that created the video at, at a local coffee shop. He's like, hey, are you like capturing emails or anything with that video? And he's like, no, I'm not. Uh, so my buddy helped him install Hello Bar on the side. It was, it was towards the end of that. It was like, man, if you'd only done that in the beginning, uh, you could have built this uh, much bigger audience. But uh but anyway, yeah, it just goes to show like you need to be, even if a viral hit isn't in your future, if Shark Tank's not in your future, you still want to be capitalizing on the traffic you have now. And if, you, if you're paying for that traffic, which you probably are in, in some form or fashion, you got to capitalize on that traffic. Um, so let's talk about, let's kind of do a rundown then and maybe of some of the other tools that are at our disposal. So we talked about page takeover and doing that at, at exit pop time or at exit time. What are some of the other tools? And, and then let's kind of dig into those a little bit, like on when when and why we should use them. Great question. So um, some of the other tools that we have is, uh, one is a top bar. Um, and that's actually what people know us for. So an interesting stat, about 85% of our users just use the bar. Um, they don't actually even use the page takeovers and the modals. The reason why is, most of our traffic comes from referral and it comes because somebody had a top bar. Right. Um, hello bar is like actually a term that people like, how do I get a hello bar on my site? Um, so the top bar is really great. I use it for promotions and discounts to announce a sale. Um, you know, just things that are like a, a static thing, like some of the cookie announcements now that people have, like we have cookies on our sites. Um, I also love to use it uh, for yes, no questions. And we have this button that wiggles. In fact, Neil used it on his site and saw a it's huge- It's great. I, I love that button. It's, you you can't miss it really. And you're kind of tempted to click. I don't, I don't know why. It's just a yeah. human and nature thing. Have some complaints about it, but overall it worked really well. So, um, so like what, what yes, no questions might you ask or might an e-commerce store ask with that, with that feature? So one of the ones that worked really well on Neil's site was, do you want to get more traffic to your website? Or I think it said either, no, it says, do you want more traffic? And people, that's the example of knowing the people that are coming to your site. Everyone comes to neilpatel.com because they want to get more traffic. They want to learn how to get it for free. And, and that's so if someone answers no, that's pretty rare. Um, so then, you know, you answered yes, and it says, great, I'll show you how I got an extra 183,000 visitors. Mm -hmm. uh, and then for no, it said, really, you wouldn't like to get this many more visitors to your site? Let me show you how to do it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of an example of uh, how, how it worked on Neil's site. We've also used it for very simple things like, do you want free shipping? Mm -hmm. Like, do you want, you know, to get a 10% savings? Yes. Okay, awesome. Here you go. No, are you sure you don't want to get an extra 10% savings store wide? 
Um, well, yeah, I actually do. I'm here to buy. So, you know, things yep. like that. Um, just asking things based on people coming to your site and knowing what they want. So for Hello Bar, I'd be like, do you want to collect more emails? Because we know that's why people come right. there. Right, yeah. And what's so interesting, and, and this kind of goes back to just understanding uh, psychology and consumer behavior. But I remember studying, I've always been a student of marketing and, and looking at even uh, catalogs back in the olden days, you know, when people would mail catalogs and they would have those response forms. And the, the thought was that, and, and, and this was proven, that once you added one item to the catalog, you would start loading it up. Or even once you started engaging with the response form, you're more likely to add an item. So that's why there was the little, the little checkbox. Yes, I want to do whatever. So I put the little X there uh, or the check mark. Just getting someone clicking on the online version, getting them, getting them clicking and engaging, they're much more likely than to continue and take action later. If you get them to take little steps to begin with, much more likely to take the bigger steps and convert later. So um, a lot of people would say, well, yeah, I'll just, I'll ask for that later or whatever, but getting them to engage pretty quickly is super powerful and is going to raise your overall conversion rates. Cool. So you get the, get the, the bar at the top. What else do we have? What are the tools we have? So the other things we have are the modal. So oftentimes, and that's actually one of the things you see most often people using um, is the modal in the center of the screen. Um, I think there's certainly a place for the modal. Um, we don't use it as often. Um, but it, what I would say is if you're going to use something like the modal, again, going back to the behavior of your users, one of the biggest mistakes I see is people do it immediately. And in fact, we just got some stats back from our development team and it showed that 85% of our people are not even using um, our timing rules. They're putting stuff out immediately. So when pop-ups get this bad name as like, they're annoying, I hate them. It's because you just jumped on a site. You haven't even had time to explore. And then you've got that modal right in the center. Mm. A great tool, um, similar to the page takeover. It's just about timing them right. Um, and, and putting again, a good offer on them and, and getting people, you know, excited and, and ready to buy from you on them. What, what is a good, any rules of thumb or any guidance on, on when should that modal pop up? What kind of timing should, should someone use? What should they begin testing? I know it all goes back to testing, but what should they look at first? Yeah, definitely. So I would look at your Google Analytics. So if you're going to put a modal on, let's say your homepage, look how long people are staying on your homepage. If they're staying for 45 seconds, deploy the modal on 30 seconds, right? So it gives them a little time to do their exploration and then they have it. Um, you know, so I always go back to Google Analytics. If you don't have it on installed in your site, I think it's a great thing to start off with and get installed because then, you know, you can actually see what people are doing and release these pop-ups based on their behavior. And that's when you start to get into actually having them in a seamless way where it feels natural um, and a part of the user experience. Um, so definitely just going back to the Google Analytics and checking it out. Yeah, that's phenomenal. So there, there's a great book, and I've referenced this on the podcast, I think, before, but it's called Why We Buy by Paco Underhill. And and a lot of the, but most of the book is about the way people shop in stores. And, and uh, Paco's company, that's what they've done for like 30 years, studied pe the way people shop and the way they buy. And one of the things they found is that as someone enters a store, they need like a little bit of a landing zone. I, I, there's, a, there's a term for it. I don't think it's a landing zone, but that's all I can think of right now. So that's what I'm sticking with. But they need this space where they can like get there, get oriented, kind of figure out what's going on in the store. And then they're ready to engage with someone. So if you like immediately open the door and as you walk in, someone's like, oh, coupon, coupon, 10% 10, 10 off right here. Uh, like, wait, easy, easy. I just, I just got here, right? Like, let me, let me get my bearings. Let me figure out if I'm in the right store even 
you know, and I think that the same thing happens online where they need to land on the homepage or the, or whatever landing page they're on and at least like have the headlines speak to them, see the images, see some of the stuff there and just make sure, okay, this, this is what I want and I am in the right place and then give them the offer. It's, it's going to have much bigger impact if you wait just a little bit. So, um, and, and I love your advice. Look, look at Google analytics to decide, is that, is that 30 seconds? Is that 15? Is it 45, whatever, you know, you let, let that data speak to you. Yeah. It's funny. We read, uh, when I worked at Lululemon years ago, we read why you buy and that's how they set up their entire model. You notice when they come in the store, people it, don't. It's phenomenal. It, it, it's a, it's a fun read too. like to read like a novel kind of, but anyway, yeah. 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 It's good stuff. Um, cool. So, so we got the page takeover, we got the, the bar, the bar at the top. We got, uh, the modal, what, what else do we have? So we also have a slider that comes out. You can choose from the right or the left side. You can choose timing on that. Um, I think the slider is another great one to test. It's super unintrusive. We like to use it like oftentimes on blog posts. Um, so if you have a, a ton of blog traffic, it could be another way, um, the content upgrade and maybe the slider as well. Um, and, you know, it's, it's another great way to talk about an offer or any sort of thing that you have going on, uh, your lead magnet or anything like that. And it's just, it's something that I like because it's, again, it's not very intrusive. It's just kind of off to the side, left or right. Um, so the slider is, is a great one too. We have in a little beta test, uh, a bell that Neil tested years, oh, only like a year and a half ago. He got inspired by Google. Um, I think there was a notification within Google and he was like, oh, you know, it'd be interesting would be to do a bell. Um, so we have a slider that actually has a bell as well. The bell will ring. Um, you can decide when it rings. Um, and it works. I mean, it, it definitely has worked really well on Neil's site. Um, cause sometimes it can be slightly annoying because it is a loud high pitch bell. Um, but yeah, you can, so we have an option in our beta test where you can um, do the bell with the slider or just do the regular slider. Interesting. Really interesting. So let's, let's shift gears a little bit. So we kind of now know some of the tools at our disposal, but you know, the tool is only part of it, uh, right? The, the strategy is huge. We've talked about kind of thinking about the strategy, but also the offer is huge, right? What are we saying in this modal or hello bar at the top or, or whatever? What are we actually saying there? So uh, I noticed one of your blog posts on, on the site uh, had 51 lead magnet examples and, and there's some really good ones there. So I'd like to highlight a few, talk about a few, but I just want to underscore, you know, we, we, we see clients and, you know, I'm, I'm on the traffic side, uh, my agency, we, we drive traffic from Google and we work with Amazon traffic and, and stuff. Um, but, you know, I'm always, uh, I guess I shouldn't be at this point, but I'm always surprised when I see the join our newsletter offer, right? That That's the offer that we came up with, join our newsletter. No thanks. Like that's not what I was aiming to do is join another newsletter. Uh, but but let's let's maybe back up. I think everyone knows the the term lead magnet. But for those that don't, uh, define lead magnet. And then what are some of the good examples you've seen? So lead magnet is really a free offer that gives someone incentive to take the action you want them to take. So you know it would be if you want to collect an email address, you'd give them a free offer that gives them the incentive to say yes, I'm going to put my email address in there. Um, so you, a lot of times, you know, these originally started with eBooks, um, a lot of eBooks. I think that was like the thing to do in like 2010, 11, like very, just like eBook driven. Um, and you know, then it was very easy to say like, join my newsletter, join over 30,000 people, um, in my community. But as you mentioned now, it's, you know, the gig's kind of up for lack of better terms. People yeah. know what's happening. Like they, they're smart marketers. And, and it's not that you can't mention newsletter. You just better give me some reason. Like make it, make it compelling. Don't just say join my newsletter. Like that's for some people, that's it. That's all they offer is just join my newsletter. 
Um, so people do want information, you just better make it interesting. You got to sell it, you know? Exactly. And that, and that's the thing about it, right? You just have to, it goes back. So I'll tell you a few lead magnets that I've found that have just worked really, really well. Um, but to start, if you are crafting one, you've got to think about your ideal client and what are, what is their pain point? What are they coming to you for? Right. Why are they hitting your site? What solution can you provide from them? And if you start from that place, um, you are on the right track. Uh, so some of the things I've worked, seen work really well are quizzes. Um, quizzes work really well. In fact, I worked with someone years ago that did, she uh, worked with empaths, which empaths, which are highly sensitive people. Um, and she had a quiz on her site that said, are you psychic? Um, and it did so well. Like people wanted to know. They're like, Interesting. <laughs> and it was like okay. four questions that like, you know, and it did amazingly well. She tried to a lead magnets and that one always converted. Um, so quizzes are a really great one. We in fact did a quiz on nutritionsecrets.com, which was a little fun test project that uh, Neil and his partner, uh, business partner, Mike did. Um, and they did a quiz about losing weight um, and customizing a nutrition plan for people. So people came because they wanted to lose weight. So the quiz worked really well because it's like enter, you know, just enter answer a few questions and we'll give you your customized nutrition plan. Well, great. I came here to lose weight. You're going to show me exactly how to. That sounds amazing. Um, so quizzes are a great one. Um, I've also seen challenges work really, really well. Um, I believe it was the smoothie gals. I can't remember their names um, exactly, but they did this smoothie challenge. It was like a five-day smoothie challenge and the amount of leads they collected for it. I heard them on a podcast one time was just insane. So thinking maybe around like some sort of challenge that could get people engaged or excited um, to, you know, based on the goals that they're trying to accomplish. Um, another thing that works really well is mini courses um, because it's perceived as high value, right? right? So if you're telling me that you're going to give me this whole mini course uh, that solves my problem for free, I'm thinking, wow, this is amazing. And one thing I heard years ago that I believe to be so true is your free content should be better than other people's paid content. Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Your free content needs to give people an insight as to who you are as a brand, because when they get that in their inbox, if you provided high value, that's actually going to start to get them results. They are far more likely to believe in you and trust in you, like no and trust factor, right? Yep, um, it's yep. long so that's why the courses work really well. So those are, those are a few of the ones I've seen work really uh, well thus far. Um, and, and those are kind of the main style ones. Now that doesn't mean you have to go out, hire a video crew and do something crazy, right? So what you can do is look at, okay, maybe I have this digital course and this digital course um, and people are really looking for this. So I'm going to take a few videos from that digital course and make it into a mini course. Uh, or maybe you're a social media person and you have like some Facebook done for you posts or templates uh, that are already done take half of those and give them to people for free. And then, you know, you can try to upsell them um, if you, if that's what product that you sell into a more comprehensive guide. So just kind of thinking about it from that way. Yeah. And I think one of the things that the people have to remember is just because it's free does not mean that it will sell on its own, right? You still have to give the benefit. Like why, why would I want this thing, this mini course or or this ebook, and I do think ebook is a little dated, but it can it can still potentially work. But why do I want this thing? How valuable is it? How useful is it? Because I still giving out my email address is not something I just 
do readily uh, at any given moment in time. Uh, so I need to have some promise of, of a benefit. I think another great lead magnet is looking at, you know, a checklist or, or here are the, the things to avoid or tips or whatever. So uh, I'm in the middle at the time of this recording. My wife and I are in the middle of uh, the keto diet. Actually, we're in the middle of like our, our first week maybe at the end of our first week anyway. Uh, but I've been consuming some keto diet resources. And so it's like, hey, get this, these easy recipes or get your macros calculated, the keto calculator, which actually you just do easily. It's not that hard. Um, but anyway, the, some of these offers are pretty compelling. And uh, I've ended up on several email lists, you know, but because of them. So Good stuff. And, and also, one thing to kind of think about, I'll use just kind of a funny example when it comes to lead magnets. Uh, I was on uh, the site Funny or Die. This has been probably a year ago or more, something like that. And so their offer, was, it was for the newsletter, but it was presented in a funny way, you know, get, get the best videos delivered in your inbox, whatever. And then the two options were, yes, I'm in, or no, I can't read. And, uh, <laughs> and so <laughs> it worked because, you know, it's funny or die, and then they're irreverent and funny. And, but it was one of those things where I was like, I don't want the newsletter, but I, I can't click on that, no, I can't read button. I, can't, I just can't do it. I can't. I did. But anyway, um, so adding a little personality in, into the process can be good. Obviously, this has to fit your company and the offer and all of those things. You're not funny or die, so you may not take that exact angle goal, but putting some personality in it uh, helps a lot as well. Yep. Yep. Cool. Uh, let's talk about one of the other areas that really intrigued me. You guys had a, a phenomenal article about writing headlines. So this kind of goes hand in hand, right? The, there's the, is it a good lead magnet or not? Uh, and, and a good offer or not? And then is the headline compelling or not? Right? So it's not just, is it a good offer, but are you saying it in a way that's compelling? So let, let's talk about good headlines for a minute. What are some of the components of a good headline? Yeah, it's a great question. and something um, that is probably one of the most challenging things. Uh, sure. You know, you have this tool and then you're expected to be a copywriter too, right. uh, alongside everything else you do in your business. Yeah. Uh, so when you're thinking about crafting a headline, um, you have to think about something that is going to provide value, um, hitting on pain points and going to provide results for people. So for example, if you are going down the keto thing, right, and you, you know, understand that keto is hard and there's a lot of foods, you know, you cannot eat. Um, and so someone's probably coming to your site to figure out how to actually um, do the keto diet like you do and make everything look as beautiful as you make them look. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you see these pictures and you're like, wow, it's so simple, but it doesn't feel that way always. So getting, starting, you know, first step is identifying your ideal client's pain points. Um, so going back to that pain um, and you want to do that before you ever craft a headline. Um, so thinking about what, what are they searching for? What are they seeking? Um, what are they having trouble with? So maybe it's like you said, I just need some simple recipes that are easy for my wife and myself to do. Um, so knowing that when I go into craft a headline, I'm thinking maybe I could go to five or seven or three simple recipes that you can use for a full week's worth of meals. Yes, I want my free recipes now, right? Yeah, yeah. the idea of easy recipes there would work a lot better than saying like gourmet recipes because at this point, we're just trying to do it. Like we're just trying to make, you know, I'm not looking to, to eat amazing food. I'm just trying to do the diet, you know? And so, so that's where uh, understanding the audience and selecting those words very carefully. If the offer had been you know, keto gourmet recipes, I wouldn't have gotten it, but, but easy recipes. Yes. That's what I need. That's what I want right now. Exactly. And so you have to understand 
what they are seeking. If you have a website for busy moms, you're not going to give them 25 recipes that take five hours, right? right. You're going to give them five simple, healthy recipes that your kids will love in under five minutes. Yep. Right. Understanding what they're currently seeking and putting that into the headline. Numbers work really well. Mm-hmm. So having a three, a five, a seven, something like that. And um, odd numbers work better too, for some strange reason, but they do. And you, you did that automatically. So I know, you know, but it's odd numbers work better. I don't know why. Do. It's so bizarre to me. Yep. Like the whole psychology thing is so weird. Um, and then, yeah, people want things. They want things fast. They want things truncated. They want the short version. They don't want something that's going to tell them like it's going to take me forever, right? So things like in under five minutes or in under one week. Um, yep, yep. You know, obviously, you have to be careful with promises you're making, especially in certain industries. But um, you know, um, thinking about like what are the results um, that you want to get. Um, another example is I had this student. I taught a marketing course at a local university, and she had said she was googling at night because she couldn't sleep. She found this meditation uh, site, and she's like, I'm going to buy it. I can't sleep. I'm so tired. So it's like, you know, maybe it's uh, three trusted meditations that will get you to sleep in under five minutes. Get your yep. free meditation series now. Yeah, yeah. Again, knowing the pain points, understanding. So I think knowing the pain points of your ideal client, but what results are they seeking by coming to you? Crafting that into the headline and then, you know, making some sort of number like three, five, seven, yep. Um, yep. And some sort of promise as to a shorter period of time, right? This is yep. going to take you like get more traffic in under 30 days. Yep, or yep. get first thousand email subscribers in under thirty days. Or, or um, how I added one hundred eighty three thousand monthly visitors, rather than just how I added a lot of visitors to my site or something. That specific yeah. number works better. One hundred percent. And then the call to action button. People forget about this a lot. Um, you really want to get people's buy in. Um, so you notice on Neil's, it said, "Yes, Neil, I want more traffic." Right? Um, or yes, I want to you know, I want to sleep better, right? Like, what are they seeking? What are they looking for? And it's funny, you would think like, by that point, they've read the headline, like, I'll just click the button, but it's not always true. Yep, uh, yep. So yeah, those things are- the, yeah, the verbiage on the button does make a difference. It's like, you know, the, the laziest version is the submit button, right? Like, nobody wants to submit. That's not, that's not what they want to do, right? They want to they sleep or they want to lose weight or they want to add more visitors to their site or they want to, you know, do whatever, fly a drone or whatever it is that you that you offer. Um, the other thing, and this this is one of my favorite little nuggets for really all things marketing, but especially on the, the the headline and copy front. I can't remember who said this first. I think I heard it at a Dan Kennedy event. But the the advice was join the conversation taking place in your customers' heads, right? So if I'm a busy mom and my kids hate like all the meals that I take a long time to, to cook, right? My wife says that all the time, right? And when, when she sits down or, or when she cooks an elaborate meal, then there's a few kids that don't like it, right? And then if you go out to eat, they, they like it, but it's not healthy. And so like speaking to that pain point that these are five easy recipes that your family will actually love, right? It's, it's speaking, it's, it's addressing that conversation in their head or, you know, these are the keto recipes that do whatever, or, or this is how you fly your drone without, you know, crashing it or without um, getting in trouble with the local authorities, whatever, you know, like addressing the, the conversation that's in someone's head. And that's going to get them to say, ah, yes, this is for me. This is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. So I, I love that. I love that one liner. It's pretty powerful. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, cool, cool. Any um, any other tips or suggestions or anybody else we should look at that's doing this really well, right? So we talked about Cord Buddy. 
mentioned a few other sites. Is there anybody, and obviously Neil, go and watch, you know, look at Neil's sites and see how he's doing this. But this is, I think, one of those underutilized tips for a lot of business owners is just start following other good marketers, right? Go and see what other successful people are doing and then start copying it. Uh, who else might you recommend that we take a look at? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it depends on your industry. Right, uh, right. You know, who you're, I'll tell you like the people that I follow, you know, the Pat Flynn's, John Lee Dumas, um, you know, Mari Smith for a lot of our social media stuff. Um, and, um, you know, just really like, I just, what I do is I go on a website and if I see a pop-up, I screenshot it. Um, so it's kind of like I use my everyday behavior um, and randomly you'll see them everywhere. Like you'll start to notice them if you're really, you know, paying attention. Um, and so I'll just screenshot it. And I actually have like a whole folder of just swipe files that are, right. these are really good uh, offers or screenshots or stuff like that. So I think, you know, looking at your industry and who you, your idols are or people that, you know, you feel like are doing uh, just business, how you you want to do business and, and follow how they do it for sure. What I'd say would be one, one big thing. Um, and then the other thing I would say is you've just got to test. So there's one thing that happens often and I hear people say, um, and it's funny cause we're actually like the owners of Neil and, and Mike are, are friends with some of the other owners of our competitors. Like it's awesome. It's all very integrated. And I'll hear people say like, ah, oh, well, hello bar didn't work for me. Like I got less of a conversion rate with that than I got with so-and-so. And the reality is, is that, you know, the software is one thing, but like you said right. earlier, it's all about testing Testing the um, offer, timing, all that. Exactly. And and that's what it comes down to. So don't, if, if you try something and it doesn't work, look into like what you're used to doing. Ask yourself, you know, did I, did I really think about my ideal client in this? Was I in the conversation in their head? Did I look at the analytics? Um, because oftentimes we'll, and we'll do this a ton, we'll reach out to potential partners that we work with and we'll just find one small thing. One small thing like, oh, hey, your pop-up came up immediately instead of upon exit. Um, and, you know, it looks like, you know, maybe delaying it a bit could really support you. So I think just really test, test and, and retest. Um, and you'll be surprised um, what, what will occur when you just keep testing. But definitely following people within your industry, screenshotting things, keeping a swipe file of good ones. Um and good lead magnets that you think would work really well for your people as well. Yep, yep, uh, absolutely. I know a lot of the people on the podcast are huge Ezra Firestone fans, but uh, Boom by Cindy Joseph, for the few that maybe don't know, uh, definitely check out what they're doing. Uh, Zero Shoes, client of ours, good friend as well. He does a great job. Steven does a great job with uh, pop-ups and page takeovers. And so check check them out as well. But yeah, you got to be watching. You, you need to have kind of your go-to uh, just like you mentioned, John Lee Dumas and Pat Flynn and things. Uh, who are the sites you're paying attention to? And then go there regularly and see what are they up to now? And what can I learn now? And what can I implement uh, now as a result of that? So, um, Lindsay, this has been phenomenal. This has been so much fun. Uh, super helpful and insightful and just overall good. So um, if someone is listening to this and hopefully they're inspired and now they're saying, okay, I need to take my game to the next level and I want to maybe check out Hello Bar, how, how should they best do that? Yeah, for sure. So I know you said that you would include um, a link uh, within the show notes. Yep, absolutely. Great. And then we also, um, what that link will do is um, it'll offer people uh, 30 days free of our paid plan. Um, just through going going through your link. So um, we'll make sure that people get 30, 
30 days free of our paid plan to check it out, um, test it out, see how they like it. Um, and you can also, you know, we have a ton of uh, support like pages that we're working on. We've got YouTube videos that have tours of Hello Bar. Um, so yeah, we'd love for you guys to try it out and, and um, be a part of our community. But yeah, the link will be over in the show notes and they'll just, you'll automatically get the 30 days free with that link. Awesome, really appreciate that. Yeah, so ecommerceevolution.com. We'll have a link with that free 30-day code. So check it out. Hello Bar, Lindsay Mirando, Lindsay Awesome job. Thank you so much for coming on. This was phenomenal. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And so as always, we love your feedback. Uh, let us know what you'd like to hear more of. Give us ideas for topics and guests and go check out Hello Bar. And so with that, as always, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session, or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.